I want to actually defend my my what are you, what are you trying love to defend? of this song. That I like this song. And I feel like you're being really judgy. Judgy about what? About the fact that part of the song says beat it up like a piñata. No, I'm not judging anybody. I would I would kick the shit out of a piñata. Right. Like I don't fuck around when it's my turn on the piñata. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Uh, you can spin me as many times as you want. The blindfold, I can uh, piñata, I am coming <laughs> for <laughs> you. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Three four corners in a triangle. Why we'll keep it 100 tie optional. With a chest from my dad's to acting on the screen. You know who it is, man, it's well, Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist. And you're tuning to them live. This is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I feel like this is a perfect time to just dive right in to a fan favorite corner. Let's get lyrical, lyrical. Um, and before we jump into it, I have to <laughs> okay. say a thank you, a belated thank you to Mixter Luther on Twitter. I think I'm saying that correctly for coming up with the name of the song lyrics corner. You did a great job. I love it. Thanks, dude. And we don't have a full song, but Patrick wanted to bring this no, specific no, no, line no, 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 no. in. No, 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 no. I didn't want to like bring it. I'm just, mm-hmm. I have a problem because mm-hmm. I sing lyrics around the house. Yeah. And if there's anything that's even remotely sexual about it, right. you turn your nose up and you tell me, ooh, and then you say, stop singing that. That is true. Sometimes you say lyrics around the home and they are inappropriate. No, no, no. What I'm saying is I sing them and you give me all sorts of attitude. That's not true. And then and then I find you walking around the house, like you're doing dishes and you're talking about like beating it up like a pinata. Right, and you don't I know, know what, what that means. You don't know. I do you know what don't that know means. What it, Just because I'm talking I about. I could be talking about any kind to of think about actual pinatas. I could be talking about anything, and you don't know beating it up like a pinata. Exactly. Right. You could be talking. What about, is being it, not a pinata? Obviously, no, because no, it's right. like a pinata. Right. Right. What else gets beaten I up? I don't listen. You know in what? In pop songs, I don't. There's only one thing that gets beaten up in pop fair. songs. I don't think it's fair uh-huh. to assume what Cardi B meant when she said "beat I've got it the lyrics. up." I've oh, got do the lyrics. you? Because yeah. I have the lyrics here yes. as well. Okay. She yes. says. He's so handsome. What's his name? I need the dollars. Beat it up like pinatas. Okay, first of all, that's not even the order that the lyrics go in. Okay, so don't try to misrepresent her. Tell the driver saying... close the curtains. Where? Right after next line. Mm-hmm. Bad bitch, make him nervous. So yes. there's a man and a woman. One of them is Cardi. Yes, and, and he they is are nervous because she curtain. might beat him up <laughs> like, like a pinata, and that's what she likes. So was she like mugging this dude? Yes. She's a carjacker. That's what you think this is. That's what, That's what I, you think this is about. That is how I interpreted it. Because I love, I actually enjoy the line. I have no problem with you singing these songs. Like, it doesn't bother me. Wait, two I just don't like ago, the double just, standard. There is, you know what though? Welcome to the world, Patrick. <laughs> I don't know if you know, but you and I embody two very different identities, and we move through the world very differently. Right. And so when you beat it up like a pinata, no one gives a fuck. When I beat it up like a pinata, suddenly you want to police me. You want to put your hands all over my. Pin- I do like the image, though, of uh, of a giant paper mache vagina 
spinning wildly Patrick! on a rock and spewing candy everywhere. Shit, Patrick, why would you say that? Because we know what beat it up means. It's talking about, they're talking about having sex, right? You know this. You can try to fake it. Look at you. You, you can't even keep a straight face. Look at that goofy ass <laughs> smile. You know what this is about. And beating it up like a piñata is a great image. But see, you. But here's a good example, right? Like, you couldn't get down on my image of a paper mache vagina spinning on a rope and being and spewing no, candy. Because, Tootsie because Rolls, for instance, would be another extended metaphor. Is it? Yeah. What is a Tootsie Roll a metaphor I don't for? know, but I think it's something <laughs> sexual. <laughs> and to answer your question, yes, I'd eat that. Okay. Well, now it's time <laughs> for... Goings on about Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn, Brooklyn, what the hell is going on in Brooklyn? There's really not much to uh, this week's Brooklyn Corner, but I would just like to say to the young woman whose life I saved mm. this morning as mm. we were en route to the gym, you are an ungrateful little snit. Because a, a bus, snit, huh? a snit. Yeah, that's good. That's nice. I'm trying to switch it up and right. not say bitch so much. Right. Good for you. Snit sounds like bitch though. Yeah, it's close, it's, and we know what you mean. It's, it's a, like it's, it's like beating up a pinata. We exactly. know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Little snit. So, um, a bus was coming, and this young lady was standing dangerously close to. Where the bus was, the bus could have potentially. Right. She was hit off her. the curb and like slightly into and the street. And she was on her phone and she was smoking on her little vape pen, just in her own little world. And I took it upon myself to be the hero that I know that I am and gently usher her away from the bus's path. Yeah. And she responded by giving me like a she scoffed at me <laughs> she did she scoffed at me she and then did. she scoffed at the it was then fantastic. the bus was like are you going to move a little bit more so i don't roll over your little toes and then she looked at the bus like come at me snit like it was very <laughs> she did it she was challenged very that bus confrontation like you're the, not going to win a fight with a bus man my favorite but yeah but the but the great part about it really was and i think why you're so upset about why? this you didn't save anybody from anything i did no you lunged at her being like back up and tried to pull her she pulls away from you looks at you like you're an at like you're a snit but that's what i'm saying is that i did help her because and then she looks was at the bus her, and like first of basically all, gives it the finger the bus driver's like you know like she was get out of the way to on, you she was because now you're in the street she was on her phone and she was under the influence she was smoking it looked like it was a e-cigarette. No, that did not look like an e-cigarette. Yeah, it looked, that it looked like, like one of those. It looked like one of those jazz cigarettes. You just, you just wanted to do that. It looked like she was smoking that wacky tobacco. You know, she was on some her way that, to work. It was that, nine in the morning. <laughs> some of that devil's lettuce. Some of that Mary Jane. Yeah, she was. And that's why I was worried for her safety. Because she was under the influence. You are are really good. You could be like the White House press secretary. You're just. Don't you dare. Don't you you dare compare me. Very good. Why? Talking out your ass. Improving and improving at being comedic, at entertaining. Enough. And you didn't save. You didn't save anybody. Talents. She didn't move. No one got hit by a well, bus. I hope she wasn't going to be hit by the bus. I hope she's listening. You're just mad that you panicked and everyone else was like, "What? 
No, no, no. The least that she could have done is to say thank you. And she, she didn't. She didn't give a shit. And she that annoyed was, her by trying to help her. She's like, please That's don't kill York, my though. high. Please don't kill my high. <laughs> and I just thought that that was really rude. Mm-hmm. And in case she's listening, next time your ass is going to get hit by the bus. And I won't Friend's gonna even. Beat it up I won't like even a care. I won't <laughs> bat an eyelid. I won't shed a tear for you, Argentina. Do you know that song? No. Don't cry for me. Yeah. Do you know that song? Who yeah. sings that song? Um, the character in that play movie. Ooh, you are so close. It was called. Um, it's um, one name, one word. Amadeus. I'm a. I'm a. What? Amadeus. It was called something. No, like that. that's like a Greek god. No, Evita. No, I never heard of it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Sorry. It it was really funny, though, because you were so angry all morning because of that. I was really mad. And you were were on the the, the burn enhancers or whatever we take, the pre-workout stuff that gets you all jacked up and gives you tons of energy. I take a pre-workout before I work out. Right. No explode. So you were you were raging. <laughs> I could see the veins in your neck. Oh my gosh. No explode makes me feel like I am on some sort of drugs because my face starts tingling and then I start like rubbing my face. That is and I'm like, I'm so ready to work out. Oh, yes. Oh, that is yeah, that's I think that was cocaine. No, that is no explode. <laughs> Did you snort it? No. I scooped it into my little drink. <laughs> well, if that upsets you, then this should make you properly mad. Mm. This is the Animal Corner, by the way. Animal Corner! Animal Corner! So I saw this headline, and it really just, I'll give it to you. The headline is, Cop Shoots Boa Constrictor After It Kills a Puppy. Wow. So the There's cop, a lot going on Yeah, there. okay. But what I what I found interesting about what drew me to this mm-hmm. is that A, there's there's a whole lot of death in this headline, but I'm not sure who's who who's did the fault? right thing. Who's at fault here? And who did the wrong thing. I'm like, gonna say the cop. Typically, that's what you think. I mean, anything that starts with cop shoots, you're just like, oh, okay, I Great. know where this is. I know is where going. this is going. Right. But then it shot a boa constrictor, which I was like, you know, it's it's not a person, so mm-hmm. give him give him that. That's you know, better. Baby steps. Right. But a boa constrictor that killed a puppy. So were they trying to save the puppy? No, apparently this is the thing. The puppy was dead oh. when the cop came. So this is what really killed so me, So it right? just wanted to kill something. Well, or I mean, he, okay. the cop So just... a boa constrictor that kills a puppy. Right. Right? Might need to be put down. But, but why? does it have to be put down? Because now it knows the taste of puppies. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't trust it and anymore. You can't get the taste of puppy <laughs> out of your mouth. No. I feel like the boa constrictor just is just being himself. That's what I'm thinking, right? Like, he's a snake. He constricts to That's kill things so that he can eat it. The puppy was the right size. Right. And then he died for it. So a cop... Shot the shot a snake that didn't need to die after the puppy was already dead. Nobody got to eat the puppy. That's like, like if if your snake went into your refrigerator and ate like your leftover Jimmy John's. Like, would you kill it? What kind of scenario? First of all, <laughs> <laughs> my point is the puppy went to waste. A dead puppy could have been eaten, circle of lifestyle, by a snake that could have been returned to its owner. Instead, two things had to die. And wow. a cop had to discharge his firearm. I paperwork. don't think I ever in my life would have anticipated hearing you say, nobody got to eat the puppy. 
<laughs> and I also, I also would argue that's my that's my my new band name. I, I was gonna say that that could be a like another sex euphemism. You know what I mean? Like eat, the puppy. eat it up like pinata, <laughs> eat it up like a puppy. <laughs> I don't right. know. I don't know if that one's gonna catch Shoot on. Shoot the boa constrictor, <laughs> and then eat the puppy. Oh, no. are you turned on? I don't. Mm. <laughs> I don't like the. I don't like the beating up the vagina thing. Like yeah, I don't no, beat no, the no, pussy no, up. No, I don't no, like no, that. No, no. It's that too is violent. not. No, it is. It's terrible. If you're gonna do anything, eat a puppy. That's <laughs> a good alternative to beating things up. Yeah, exactly. Eating yeah. things up. Nice. So is this is this worth it? Like, who's wrong here? Well, There's too much I, think, moral ambiguity. I think this is one of those things where two wrongs does not make a right. The boa constrictor should not have killed the puppy, and the cop should not See, have I think killed. The boa constrictor should have killed the puppy. What? Not I because don't... not not because not because he eats puppies. That's what he does. No, he doesn't. He just he, he can. He didn't he in did. this instance. He tried. He tried. He came real close. But what I'm saying is. He shouldn't have done that. You know who's at fault? The owner of the boa constrictor that let him go out all willy-nilly and who's kill somebody. Who's the only one in the story that didn't die? Well, maybe <laughs> they need to step off of a Brooklyn curb and see what happens. No, I don't want anyone to die. I think that the cop should not have killed the boa constrictor because uh, he was just being himself. That's what I'm saying. You know, I'm it's saying. not like a rabid animal like that has rabies or something. I even feel kind of... Conflicted when like a wild animal, like a tiger or something, gets loose and right. hurts someone, and then they kill it, and it's like, well, you shouldn't have had the wild tiger in captivity. It is a it's, wild it's animal. A it's a wild animal. Right. It's gonna, it's gonna be its wild self, and it's gonna try to get out when you keep it captive. So you shouldn't That's have kept it do. captive. So if you have a boa constrictor as a pet, yeah. you should face some sort of not die, but like a fine or something. <laughs> the, cop just, the cop comes back. And then, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, but they should have to like replace the puppy. Why not? Right? Like, they uh, are the reason that they don't have a puppy anymore. Sure, I'm, and that might be the case here. But uh, buy me a new puppy. What does that mean? It's not. It's not a sex thing. It's a dog thing. Okay. Well, I don't know. Like doggy <laughs> style. Like maybe you're. Do you know how comedy works? <laughs> oh, you're quoting me. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Friend refuses to acknowledge that my jokes are actually jokes. Mm -hmm. She instead approaches everything I say extremely literally. No, that's not and true. And then makes jokes about eating puppies as no, if it's sexual. that's not true. Sometimes you make, sometimes you string these words together and I don't understand <laughs> what they mean and they're not funny. And so I try to understand where you're coming from uh, and then you're like, oh my God, it's a joke do you understand what jokes are and i'm like yeah i do and a joke in order to be a joke has to be funny <laughs> no if it's not no, your funny, motto is a joke in order to be a joke has to come out of your mouth that's <laughs> that's the real rubric here let's not lie i Here's, laugh at things that you say all the time yeah no it's true it's i true. just laughed two seconds ago <laughs> granted it you was about it me just, it was about me it was wasn't it <laughs> All right, so here are some other morally ambiguous scenarios. Mm, inspired by the boa constrictor that killed a puppy. Yes. So how about this one? You had mentioned a tiger, right? So mm. let's say that a wild, a ferocious tiger mm -hmm. reduces the population of rats that are preying on endangered lizards. Oh. What do you do? 
Well, a lizard, like what, how, how does a lizard fit into the circle of life? Like what does a lizard do for Does it matter? Me? It's in danger. What does a lizard do we for can't afford- me? What have you done for me lately? What? But like, you know what I mean? Like does the lizard do something that we all benefit from? Yeah. Like eat mosquitoes and okay. bugs that okay. will like That's destroy fair. other things or carry diseases. But there you go. Then, and rats, we don't want we don't want rats. Yeah, and and you get rid of the rats. Nobody likes rats, and they're definitely not in danger. Okay, so I'm okay. I'm okay with the tiger killing the rat. That kills the lizard. Yes. Right. No, no, no. But that's not the point. I mean, the point is, like, a cop's going to show up and shoot it to death. Wait, so what is the moral ambiguity? <laughs> I'm okay with this scenario. Should you let it run around? Can you Should leave let, the oh. tiger wild oh, to help it's control not, the Because it's not just going to kill the population. rats. It's going to kill everybody. There's a little bit of a threat, you know? You it's take the good kill, with the bad. Yeah, no. And the tiger's just being itself. No, I say lock the tiger up and throw away the key. <laughs> lock it up. Lock him up. All right, here's another morally ambiguous scenario. Child pours salt on a snail that just called its mother a bitch. Oh, yeah. Lock that baby up. <laughs> <laughs> Call the cop. Wait, 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 no. I'm kidding. What am I, wait, what am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do when a snail calls my mother a bitch? <laughs> You know what I mean? First of all, it's a baby. So the baby and the mother are very close. Yeah. You know totally. what I'm saying? Like it's different if they had like a strained relationship. Yeah. If you were a recent college grad, for example, you've been away from home for a little bit, you might be like, Yeah, she is a bitch. But okay. But when but, you're a baby. Right. But what if then you find out after the snail's been salted mm. that the snail was like abandoned by its parents very young. Yeah. It had to lead a really rough life. It yeah. was out there. Um, you know, the snail is still responsible for its own actions. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you wouldn't like, sympathize. I, I, I mean, do. calling calling the kid's I, mother a bitch listen, is not okay. I but understand. it's also not assault. You uh, know what I mean? Assault. Get it? Salt on the snail. Escargot. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> I'm trying not to give you that. You but liked I it. Yeah. No, listen. I understand if the snail has had a difficult life. You know, like. Tough shit. That doesn't mean that you get to run your mouth and speak to any baby uh-huh. in that way. And so he got what was coming to him, which was assault. 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 <laughs> okay, last one. Alien overlord tries to destroy half the universe to ensure the remaining population has enough food. Whoa. Okay, so the whole universe is going to be gone. Half of it. Half the population of the universe. And who else, Who gets the food? The rest, the remaining half. You have not seen Infinity War, have you? No. No, this is all, this is Thanos. Oh, baby, that's a, is that a spoiler? No. Well, it was a spoiler for me. I haven't seen the movie. <laughs> but it's the premise of the movie, so you pick up on it pretty quickly. Oh. His goal is to destroy half the universe, to mm. benefit the other half of the mm. universe. But um, that's why I'm saying, who is in the other half? You get rid of half the... People or like right. life. Okay, in right. The but what I'm saying is, what? So if it were like I, half of me and you, you would be gone, and I would be left to well, live. Well, then no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What if it were me and not you? Would that be okay? Bye. <laughs> You're like I'm eating good now. <laughs> no, I would. I would. I would cry for you, Argentina. Mm. And then you're really trying to make that stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying it out. I'm I'm 
experimenting. I don't know if you know about comedy, but it's all about taking risks, trying new things, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, That's funny because I get comedy too because that's like every conversation I have with you. What? Taking risks, getting out of my comfort zone. We take risks together. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, it just really depends on what half of the universe we're talking right. about. Is it your half? Is, what is it my half or is it your half? <laughs> well, you've really made that a very simple question. <laughs> yeah, I did oh, it. Good. That's terrible. Wow, there was a lot to think about there, and you just, uh, just bypassed all of it. Let's move into the science corner. Science corner. Um, I thought that this was really interesting. And you know me, I'm not, like, science is not really my thing. Mm-hmm. But this was a headline that really, <laughs> really spoke, spoke to, to me. Um, research has now confirmed that the planet Uranus is actually a giant ball of farts floating <laughs> in space. Stop it. And I really is, liked this. That is not at all what this says, but please. That is what it says. I copied it and put it on the list. That is the name of the articles. Uranus is a big ball of farts floating in space. Study fine. <laughs> okay, I'll give that to you. Okay. But you failed to factor in the fact that, that the Uranus internet- That Uranus stinks. The internet is a giant ball of clickbait that will say anything to get you to click on it. Well, and it and worked. It worked. It, it worked because I was like, ooh, I- Cannot wait to dive head first into your anus. I know. And is it fitting that Uranus is the one that smells like farts? Yes. Honestly, I feel like this is a gift from God, right? Like, even if you don't believe in God, you gotta believe that somehow- You're a little closer now. The stars aligned and said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna make a joke out of another world, another planet, and say, Uranus stinks. I love it. So what? So are you gonna explain any of this, or are you just gonna tell um, us? What researchers like found that most of the upper atmosphere on Uranus is hydrogen sulfide, and that is the same compound that is familiar to many of us Earthlings as a fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and rotten eggs. Sometimes right. you will smell that in that rotten. farty smell. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, the other thing is though. Here's the gag. Get it? Like, have you ever heard Here's the Gag before? Yeah. Okay, but like, gag, like, also is in, like, ew, gross. Oh, look at you. There's layers. Oh, my God. Layers. I used to work in late night. Um, The gag is that this, like, um, hydrogen sulfide is so toxic because it's, like, hydrogen, helium, and methane that it would actually kill you, like, the minute you smelled it. So it's kind of like a killer fart, which would be a great movie that I would watch. I'm I'm willing to bet someone out there has tried to make that movie. I bet someone has too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh yeah. So that, you know, that's all I had, but I thought <laughs> that was a phenomenal science corner. Thank you a, for all a, of the enlightening welcome. information. You're we welcome. know what we know what Uranus smells like. We're that's a actually little... a big deal. I don't think we know what anything else in space smells like. We can't even speculate on what other space objects I'm just smell like. Proud to be a little closer to your anus. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. I'm not doing this. Your face. I'm not doing you this. You wanted to laugh. It was funny.
Okay. I've got an end-stage capitalism corner. And if you're not familiar with this corner, end-stage capitalism corner is the corner where we list all the things that we see out there for sale that shows just how rich we are as a uh, capitalist nation um, and points to our ultimate demise because we are literally wasting and squandering our resources on shit that doesn't matter while watching the income gap get wider. Wow, that was a very thorough explanation of this corner. Yeah, yeah. So there are these chicken wings that oh, are- Wait, but this is also, would Patrick eat this? Yes, and, th- and that's the answer, because yes, I, pr- I would probably eat anything. <laughs> I would eat the whole pinata. Okay. <laughs> I'd eat the puppy. Would you eat the puppy? <laughs> okay, so uh, what's, what would Patrick potentially eat that is also part of end-stage capitalism? Okay, a restaurant is now selling gold chicken wings, and these are actual chicken wings. Covered in gold. Covered in gold. But can you eat gold? I thought you can. You can eat it in like like Goldschlager has gold in it. It's just oh. it's very very thin flakes okay. of gold. So, yeah. So that it looks like gold, but you can eat it and it's like digest little shave it. shaven like little flakes. Exactly. Fifty wings, and a bottle of champagne for a thousand dollars. Wow. Yes. Yes. And it's just like this struck me because we are literally covering the gold is not edible. I mean, right. you can eat a small quantity of it, but and it has also like chicken no wings taste value. good no matter what. Like you don't need to add you do not have to anything cover them in gold. to chicken wings. Like they're great as is. Right. Exactly. A puppy on the other hand Stop trying to make eating puppies happen. <laughs> I like that your interpretation was meant to be sexual, and mine is just I'm eating puppies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how do you even make a chicken wing covered in gold? Well, they have a whole process for cooking the chicken wings, and then they fry it, and then they cover it in gold flakes. Oh. And that's, I mean, that's it. The point is, it's just, it's ridiculous. Why do we need to make something that's gold so that we can eat it when we don't eat gold? I just think this is totally something like, a textbook example of doing it for the gram. You know what I mean? Like, this is something that, like, I can't imagine that these chicken wings taste especially good compared to any other chicken wings, but I feel like people just want to be photographed eating a gold chicken wing. Totally. And then they can, you know, share it and and get likes for it or Which is also the everything is marketing corner. Yes. It's a sports bar somewhere. Uh, it's a sports bar? It's not even like some high-end restaurant? That's what it said. I think it's a high-end sports bar. Oh, uh, If right. you can imagine I such a I feel like thing. that's an oxymoron, <laughs> but sure. I'll, okay. take a, I'll take a bucket of Bud Light and the gold chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is that when when I saw this, it says that you can get the 50 wings with the champagne for $1,000, but then they also have like a budget plan. Like they've got 30 or 10 like a, wings. Like a layaway? No, they've got like 10 wings for $30. And I would eat that. I would just try it. We're well, we're going to go try them. I'll eat it. Yeah, I'd eat that. After you slandered the wings. <laughs> I did. You I will did. then eat them. Hey, I never said I wasn't part of the problem. I just said that we are we are a terrible world. We run a terrible society here. Would uh, you eat the chicken? Yes. <laughs> is that is that were you waiting on me to answer yeah, I, that? I was trying a new version of the song where it's like a call and response. What is what song is that? That's the I like it. That's the Cardi B song. Beat it up like pinata. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't recognize it. Would you eat the puppy? Yes, the yes, chicken. I'd eat the puppy. Eat and the, the chicken. chicken. I'd eat that too. And the ball one can <laughs> <laughs> So dumb. Um, hey, 
I saw something that I thought was kind of interesting, and it doesn't really have a corner. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, you know what? This Mm kind of reminds me of when we talked about, like, the shape of uh, each of the states, like the shape of the union. Mm -hmm. Um, Expedia Canada came out with a map that broke down the literal name of different states. And I thought this was super interesting. So when you say literal name, what do you... Like, so whatever the state is, like, what is the origin of the name? Like, where did it come from? Gotcha. And a lot of these are from... Some of them are, like, Greek or English, but most of them are Native American languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of these are very descriptive. Like, one that I thought was really cool was Alaska. The meaning is, that which the sea breaks against. Is that which W H or yeah. which W I T C H? Yeah, which. Oh, it would have been really cool if it was if like it an was actual the witch? witch that the sea breaks against. Oh yeah, that would be cool. That's that like would a be great badass. Halloween costume. <laughs> uh, Georgia is a Greek origin, meaning land of King George the Second. Well, that's not fun. I know there were a lot of states that were just named after like some person, like, like New York. Like New York right? is the new home of the Duke of York. But my favorite one is Iowa. It's a Native American origin. It doesn't say which language, but it means this is the place. Just like, can you imagine that's getting it. there and being like, "This is it. This is the <laughs> name of the place. This is the place." Whoever discovered Iowa stopped there. You know where their journey ended. <laughs> At least. I love that. And then whoever whoever discovered Nebraska was like, dude, Iowa. Nebraska probably means don't, don't stop go. at Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> don't stay <laughs> That place kind of sucks. Don't waste your time. Okay, so I have some meanings that I'm going to read to you and see if you can guess okay. which state I am describing. Oh, I like this game. This okay. is fun, yeah. Okay, the meaning of this state is near the Great Little Mountain. Near the Great Little Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the uh, Washington. No, Oregon. Washington. Washington. <laughs> Are you sure? Oregon. Massachusetts. Oh. I think something about that, like Mass, Massachusetts. I don't know, like that. You know, none of that applies. I know, I, there's but like, no way. But it feels like it should. But for somebody who doesn't know anything about this, then maybe, yeah, maybe I could have okay. used those as um, context clues. The meaning of this state is friend. Friend. Mm-hmm. You should put some uh, music under this since you are silent, and that is not good. I'm Podcast looking. I have material. a map of. I have a normal map of the country. I know. So I I'm just saying. Can you put some music under it? You know, like the to keep it Jeopardy going. music. Or it'll something? it'll just be like beat it up like a pussy or whatever the song. But was this a pinata? Sorry, it's a pinata. Okay. Can you focus? <laughs> what? State? I'll never look at pinatas the same. <laughs> You've been looking at pinatas. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> what have pinata you like, porn. That's like I, all on my. Yeah. That's my whole browser history. I go history. into Patrick's computer and it's just like pinatas and compromising <laughs> situ- like <laughs> positions. Pinatas shaped like naked ladies. You fucking pervert. <laughs> Close-ups of candy. Never mind. What date? <laughs> Virginia. No, that was that was a good guess. Texas. Texas yes. means friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, all right. This is this game is this is all a lie. Okay, this is a gross one. Milky water. 
Oh, dude, I can. I can. What state is the Milky Water? Milky Water. I'm gonna. I would think you drink Milky Water? Milky Water would be um, Mississippi. That was a really good guess, yeah, but yeah. it's not. It's no. Minnesota. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Well, I wonder what the Milky Water they're referring to is. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> And that was I know. the shape of what the was going union. Your head just no, now. it wasn't. Yeah, it was. You don't know what was going <laughs> yeah. through. I like how you're like, no, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> I know. We all know, Fred. No one knows. <laughs> and now it's time for Florida Man. Florida, Florida Man. If you're new to the podcast, Florida Man is a game where one of us brings a number of Florida Man headlines to the podcast, and the other person has to guess which headline is a fake headline, and we are not just crapping on Florida. We are real-life POF, people of Florida. That's where we're from. Are you ready, Patrick? I I think so, yeah. I'm ready. Number one, Florida Man Reunites with cat lost 14 years ago to a hurricane. That sounds legit. I also don't think it was the real cat, though. Like, they don't know. That's not the same cat. They just, it was a cat that looked like the cat he lost. Happens all the time. You done? Hurricane cats. Would you eat that cat? Number two! (laughs) Florida man sued for not paying for six-foot-tall Trump painting. Oh wow. Yeah, that sounds like Florida people. But it also sounds like something that you would you would put in there to throw me off. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna flag that one. Headline number three. Florida man tells cops his heroin was daily vitamins. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean it's it's not far from the truth when you have a heroin addiction. Mm. Headline number four. Florida man caught pooping in neighbor's yard blames his dog. Yeah, who else would you blame? <laughs> you know I mean, like you don't You're have like, you can duh. blame another person, but that's <laughs> like that's not going to get you very far. Okay, and headline number five: Florida man politely asks nine one one dispatchers to find Drake and Little Wayne. Yeah, okay, that one's real. Okay, the six foot tall Trump painting. That's that's my guess. That's the fake. That's Is the that plant. Your, and that's your final answer. That's my final answer. <laughs> that's like, um, you never watched Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Yes. That's what that's from. I know. Um, you are incorrect. It was the poop. It was the poop. I knew it, because you loved, you can't keep yourself away from the puppy. You would eat that puppy. Would you eat the puppy? No, I, you like, I love how you're like, you love poop. Like, that's so. You like poop. You like dogs. I love dogs. I do not like poop. Um, well, you suck. You're not good at Florida, man. Your Florida card is being revoked. How are you a, you Flor- a person it. of Florida? You can hold on to that. Now, that just means that you have two Florida cards. You're really going to double down on this Florida thing? Yeah, why not? That's where Despite I'm from. Despite all, all of these kind headlines about Florida? That's who I, it's who I am. And, and this is why you like poop. And thank you to... <laughs> Oh, gosh. Thank you to everyone who has been sending us Florida man headlines. Often one pops off and just everybody 
floods our Twitter mentions with them, but I'm always worried to put those in because then Patrick has actually seen I try them. not to read them. I do. I do my best not I to know, look at but them. But I feel like it's just almost impossible. But thank you for thinking of us every single Absolutely. time. And someone... I can't wait to see who the next person is that sends us the someone throws an alligator through a Wendy's drive through window yeah. headline. We thank, get that like twice a week. Thank you for thinking of us every single time someone embarrasses themselves in our home state of Florida. So I saw this going around on Twitter and I thought it would be a great conversation for us to have and it fits into our everything is marketing corner. Um, this is a screenshot of a post called Tactics for Effective Conservative Blogging and it's credited to Carl Rove who is like a conservative pundit. I genuinely do not know if he wrote this or not because um, right. I tried looking for the original post and couldn't find it so it could be really old. It's a, it says it's from 2012 so it might not even be online anymore but I thought this is really interesting because it actually breaks down the way that a lot of conservative folks argue online um, and you've probably seen this and we talked about this when we watched that movie Absolutely. Um, the, the brainwashing, brainwashing of, of my dad, of my dad. Yeah. And shout out to the woman who made that that uh, documentary because she actually tweeted us and said that she enjoyed listening to the episode even though I was drunk and a little snarky. So <laughs> she also called you out. She did. She she, did. Well, okay, sure. Um, <laughs> so some of the things that are on this list that I thought were interesting. Um, one of the things that they put on here is engage by demanding an elaborate, time-consuming comparison analysis between your position and theirs. It's just when you engage with somebody that doesn't share your conservative values, the part of the idea or the tactic is to get them to waste a lot of time arguing with you. Yeah, I mean, I've seen this before where oftentimes what they'll do is they'll, and you've seen people like Kellyanne Conway do this, for example, mm -hmm. where they will throw out so many lies that it's going to take you a really long time to go through and debunk all of them because it's easier to just say a bunch of lies than it is to actually refute those lies. So. Essentially, what you're doing is you're making it really time-consuming for the person that you are engaging with to actually prove their point where it's really easy for you to just like make things up. This was being distributed or disseminated on the internet as like a playbook for people. Yeah, I mean— And, and, and the point of this isn't to, isn't to win an argument. No. It's to frustrate the opponent. Well, I think it's to give the appearance of winning because right. I, I don't know if you've encountered this, but I see this happen online. I've had this happen to me, but most recently, um, I won't say her name because I don't want to give her any attention, but she is a black conservative regularly on Fox News and Infowars. Mm -hmm. And every single time a celebrity makes the mistake of engaging with her on Twitter, she instantaneously jumps to debate me, debate me, come on television and debate me. Mm. And every single time she would do that, I would think like, what? That's so weird. I've seen YouTubers do this. I've seen anti-social justice warrior YouTubers do this. I've seen skeptic YouTubers do this, where they say like, okay, if you actually believe that thing, debate me. And they say it with such confidence, almost as if they believe that they will win. And when I read this, and when I've seen some of these debates, I realized that these tactics 
or what they're using in hopes that people that are engaging with them are completely caught off guard. And like I said, Kellyanne Conway does these things too. For example, oh, yeah, um, a lot of a lot of media personalities do exactly this. Like for example, attack attack <laughs> the source. Any liberal website or information source must be marginalized, trivialized, and discounted. Let the blogosphere know that truth truthout.org, thinkprogress.org, the nation, and moveon.org are liberal rubbish propaganda. Discredit liberal sources of information whenever possible. So you see this happen where you'll say, well, no studies have shown this thing or like here is an actual source to this, you know, whatever statistic it is that you're providing. And they will just say like, oh, that's liberal propaganda. And you're like, no, it's not like the person that did the right. study is not liberal like it, which is which is like the worst part of of dividing the argument into liberals and conservatives right. because you just set up a stage for conflict without without paving a path to any sort of moderation or meeting of the minds you know what i mean you're saying right. well you're in that camp and you're in that camp and everybody identifies with their camp and then you're that much less likely to actually get anywhere, like to actually reach a resolution. Right. Um, and this this is a playbook for doing that, for creating that conflict. So another one here is demoralize. These include engage, entangle, demoralize, attack, confuse, contain, intimidate, and a few others. But you can see how negative they all are, yeah, right? Like none of them about, are designed to reach anyone. It's not about actually engaging. Well, right. And I think that that's what's interesting is that they're reaching people by – giving the appearance of intelligence and like superiority against whoever it is that they are talking to. I think that's what it's designed to do. It's not about a free exchange of conversation. It's Mm -hmm. about like, let me look as if I have the upper hand in this conversation. Um, And demoralizes, dismiss their narrative as rubbish immediately. And then it says, don't even read it. Once the liberal. Oh, that happens all the time. Have you ever posted a link refuting something someone says, and you're like, "I know you didn't read it. I know you did not read what I just sent you." Right, and that's and that's fascinating too, because I don't know where this came from. You don't know if it's actually attributable to Karl Rove. It's been passed around now as sort of a conservative checklist um, for for arguing with quote liberals. Um, but even if this isn't, even if this is fake, even if somebody drafted this, this is exactly what this they is do. exactly what they do. So I'm, I want to flag this as like I don't know where this came from. I, I, I agree. I agree. But it's but it's pretty spot on in terms of what you see trolls do. In oh that yeah, sense. and what you see people on television do. You especially see conservative like, pundits do this all the time, right. and they add to this list because they're not operating in a text based medium. They would add to this talk over your opponent. Oh, don't absolutely. Let them speak. Um, which I guess is sort of part of demoralize or attack. Another one that was on here that I thought was really interesting, insult their movement. Assign as many characteristics and moral flaws to liberals as you can. You must portray liberals as weak, indecisive, baby killers, unpatriotic, elitists. Well, they're going to love my puppy eating jokes. Oh, God. I'm sure they're listening. (laughs) Leftists, commies, promiscuous, tax raisers, welfare queens, socialists, lazy, druggies, moochers, Trump ha- or troop haters, always use these negative epithets. Which one is it? Epithets. Oh, sure. Epithets. Uh, whenever retur- referring <laughs> like, yeah, to, yeah, just, just skip it, or describing <laughs> liberals slash Democrats. This one really spoke to me because I have noticed people using 
like liberal elite. I had never heard that before. Yeah, until kinda, yeah, it just, it just kind of came out of nowhere, yeah. and suddenly, and to me, it's always really interesting when you hear uh, like senators and congressmen say things like that because it's like mm, you are elite as well like you right. make tons of money you make decisions about our country you live in a nice house your kids go to expensive schools you drive expensive cars you are an elite you have a private plane right. like get right. out of here just because i'm liberal i'm an elite like, it's just coining a phrase to create a group so that they yes, can other the group. They can say the, that group That's is it. over there, and I'm and I'm like you guys. I'm I'm one of the people, even though I live in like a gold palace, right, the top right. of Trump even Tower. I'm, even though my life is funded with your tax dollars, the only value to this is to quote unquote win. Is to win, but that upsets and others another group, right? That's mm-hmm. the idea. None of this is designed to understand somebody or to get a right result for anybody. No. Not even the but not even the person who would be employing these tactics. And some of them are actually designed to isolate the people who might be employing exactly this little playbook here. So demoralize is great because it's dismissed their narrative as rubbish immediately. And then it says don't even read it. Well, that was kind of one of the things that was talked about in that documentary was like the isolation that comes along with consuming this media and right. how it is so much of alienating yourself from your friends and family if they don't share those same values that you do right. or perceived values. It's like it's basically the equivalent of sticking your fingers in your ear and going like yep. you are just saying I'm going to push any information out that disrupts or does not align with what I already believe. But these aren't even beliefs. Right. I'm, I'm just saying that like you are essentially saying I don't want to let any new information in. Right. I'm going to dismiss you outright. I'm going to yeah. call you names. I am going to ignore what you say. I'm not going to read it. I'm going to overwhelm you with lies so that you, you know, feel like it's helpless right. or worthless to even engage with And for me. all of that, I'm not going to actually learn anything myself. No, I just want to yep. quote unquote win. Um, and so, I don't know, my question for you or something I was thinking about is because these people are employing these tactics, right? Like, so again, this is the definition of arguing in bad faith because you are not going into an argument with the intent of actually learning something or having your mind opened or having an exchange of an idea, this uh, isn't ideas. Even, yeah, this isn't even trying to convince somebody else of your beliefs. No, this is just trying to be like the moral high ground and be like the, the winner. So with that said, when people engage in these tactics, do you think that there is a way to actually get your point across? Like, what do you think people who are quote unquote liberal should be doing to prepare ourselves in the event we encounter these kinds of conversations. And I feel like lots of us are, whether it is online or in real life with our family members or people we went to school with or coworkers, for example. Do you think that there's a way to engage these people that is not necessarily productive for them, but like, you know, it's kind of like the analogy of like who else is at the table. That right? accomplishes something of right, value. Right, right. And I think the answer is, is probably no. Because if somebody subscribes to this as a methodology for interacting with other people, I I don't think you're going to get them to back off of it. They don't win for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't get something out of this. Maybe they get popular within, like, the conservative spheres online, maybe. And maybe there's some value in that. 
for them, but it's minimal and it's really tiny compared to the the consequences. I feel like that's why they do that though, is because like these are people who are desperate for some sort of validation. Like they right. need some place to feel good. We talked about that at like at length in the past. And yes, that's how you get people to sign on for something so stupid. Right. But at the same time, they're going to lose alongside everybody else who's losing when you divide the greater culture and then open an avenue for racism. Right. You know, for classism, for sexism, for right. all the isms that have been have you know have seemed to multiply they our culture and yeah and and really gained a lot of steam lately um but I mean they the steam has always been there the steam's <laughs> always been there but i mean i mean I, I think most people would agree that it feels like it's getting worse like it's having a, a moment i don't know i don't know that i would say it feels getting worse more so that more people feel emboldened to just come right out and say it and be more open with like their sexism or their racism. Right. So you know what but I that mean? leads to like real world consequences. Right. No, no, no. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying like That's I'm not what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm not sure that I would describe that as getting worse. It's the same. I just think that like more people are are just like more open about it. I mean I kind of think it's like the Trump trickle down in that respect. Right. Part of it. I mean I would hesitate to say Trump caused it I'm not saying rather than that caused Trump. But but I, I understand would, what you're saying. Yeah, it's part that, of the same package. It's like a chicken or the egg situation, but I would say, I mean, I use Twitter as an example. The way that Donald Trump uses Twitter has emboldened people to use it in the same way. That's what I mean by the Trump trickle down is that like he tweets in a certain way and and then other people do the same thing. Like the day that he won the election, I had a a huge increase in you know, the harassing, bigoted messages. Right. And, and often they mentioned him by right. name, you and know? There's been, and there's been an increase in and people public repeat, displays of racism, anti-Semitism. People repeat his talking points, whether it's, you know, M- Mexicans are rapists or the build a wall type of stuff. Absolutely, it's like, absolutely. You know, people who, who, not to say that they didn't always have those feelings, but that now they are more inclined to share those feelings openly because our president shares those same feelings, right? right? And so it feels less taboo. And then when you see his actual mouthpieces, whether it's the Secretary of State or, you know, his, his or, I mean, his press secretary, mm-hmm actually employing those same tactics i mean it's they're like giving a playbook for this type of behavior and engagement it's yes. really scary right and it emboldens people and then those people in turn act on it right and so yeah and that's what i meant when i was saying it it certainly feels like things are getting worse even if it's getting worse in a in just a very small span and of time it, right no that's you know true. what i mean i'm not saying that it hasn't always been there obviously mm-hmm. uh, it's been there right we know the history but I, I think back to the to the question is how to deal with it. Right. I think there's only one way to deal with somebody who is doing this at least apparently deliberately, mm-hmm. and that's just not to engage them. Didn't the quote conservative groups, the alt right groups, try to start their own platform where they oh, were all yeah. going to? And it oh fell my gosh. apart. And it because, fell apart because they had no one to antagonize. Because they had no one to do this with. Look, if you read all of this stuff, all of this this sort of approach to engaging other people requires an, an, an adversary. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have one, it goes nowhere. And I mean, they can. You know, there's something to be said for keeping an eye on this and taking a, a reasoned approach to 
making sure that, that we're not turning a blind eye so that people can continue to influence each other well, in yeah, this way. Yeah, I think way. it's more about trying to reach the people who are more susceptible to being influenced by this kind of behavior. Right. So when you encounter somebody who's doing something that resembles this, the whole point of this is to waste your energy. And get you upset. And get you upset. And it works. I mean, I get, I've been tired from being online so many times. I think everyone else has. You more than me because you're in way in the thick of it. Yeah, it's like my job. Um, so the only way to do it and not not reward this behavior is to not engage them. Yeah, I that's think the only way. For me, that's something that I've been trying to do more of. I mm-hmm. hope you've noticed that I. You've done a great job. We've talked about this about recently. it, but also I think for me, it's about creating content and messaging that counters that stuff, so that people can potentially be reached by it. Because I've been fortunate enough to have some people reach out to me and say, you know, you've really changed my perspective on certain topics or issues, or I used to be the type of person that thought one way, and now I think differently because of the content that you've either created or you've shared. Um, And so I agree, it's really hard to not engage these people, but I do ultimately think it's a waste of time. And And, and your own energy, And, and they get promotion by by your engagement. I can't tell you how many people and I got to say the quote liberals are bad at this. They're really terrible. Well, and I and I will I, find people, I will count myself as guilty of this as well. But go I ahead. See, I see people who are great thinkers at least in the Twitter sphere. Mm-hmm. Smart, they have Sometimes the right, they're journalists. They have fantastic opinions. They're often journalists or aspiring journalists. Uh, and and they will find somebody with like exactly one follower and who but I don't follows. Think they're finding them. They're responding to someone who's tweeted at them. Well, it doesn't matter how they found them, right? Like they're not digging through. No, I don't think so. But you know, but I the mean, point God, is that- the way the way they respond to some of these. What I'm saying is, I I see all these people respond to people who are nobody. They have no presence online, and they're saying something awful, and then they're captioning the tweet. And responding to that tweet with their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And their thoughts are beneficial, but all they've really done is highlight that somebody else thinks this awful thing. Right. Now, I could have scrolled through, like, past that on Twitter or Tumblr or whatever it is, and never had seen that awful thing that that person said. I'm only aware that that awful thing was said because that person took the time to respond to them. I, so here's the thing. I am of two minds of this because I do agree that oftentimes it's better to not engage and not highlight those things. But I also think, one, it can be very cathartic. And I say that as someone who oftentimes deals with so many negative, nasty comments that you kind of feel isolated and alone because no one knows you're dealing with this. And then you want to blow off steam, right? Sometimes you're like, you know what? I want to have a funny comeback. I want to highlight how stupid this person is or how bigoted this thing is because I have a really good comeback to this, right? I think it also... Aside from, yes, like promoting the troll, I've found from a lot of my audience that sometimes they really appreciate seeing an example of how to counter that narrative because they encountered those messaging or those comments with their friends and family. And I think with your friends and family in real life, not online, Mm -hmm. is going to be very different to engage them or have like, you know, a point to make that counters what it is that they have to say. But that also requires somebody that can be engaged. Right. Not somebody somebody who jumps in to call you like, 
a, a liberal whore sympathizer right. no, I, who I, is raising taxes and killing babies. I mean, like, that's meaningless. It's I, just a word salad of hot topics. I agree. I'm not I'm not saying it's like a, a catch-all, be-all, end-all. Right. I'm just saying that, like, I can see both sides in the sense that I have definitely been there. I have engaged with people I definitely should not have engaged with. But I also know from my audience that there are times where people are like, thank you for doing that. Like, that gave me hope. That gave, that made me feel good because sometimes you see those messages and it does, like, bring you down. It makes you feel bad, you know? And mm. you're like, where is this world going? And, and that's something you and I even talked about, that, like, the Internet can make these conversations, not that they're not happening or that they aren't serious, but it can make it feel like such a bigger thing than it really is right. because it's just like a, a wall of text or it can be a big thing at you. it can be a big thing but now you feel it constantly right so you're because you take little little I do Twitter right so whatever your you know social media platform of choices you take little breaks and you scroll through it at various times throughout the day it's like the 24-hour news cycle right. instead of instead of like a bad thing happening and you learn about it in the morning when you pick up the paper. You just hear about it all day. Yes, you are just being bombarded with every detail of an ongoing terrible situation. Right. And it changes it changes how we digest it and the the way that we approach it and the way we feel oh, going I about know. the rest of our days. I know it makes me feel terrible. Which is why I think disengagement and to you know again applaud your efforts. Thank disengagement you. is not just I think disengaging the people on those platforms when they're when they're promoting some hateful message or just trying to argue it's with disengaging you. Disengaging from the platforms too. Exactly. Because and and back to the what the conservative platform that they tried to create on their own. It was called Gab. It went nowhere <laughs> because they because the, these aren't based on values. You can't get attention if you're just if you're surrounded by a bunch of people who think the same thing that you do. Exactly. And just want attention also. Exactly. Um here's a good segue. Um we got a tweet from Mary's Spider, um, their Twitter handle is Candy Arachnid, um, and they said that one of the things that they like about listening to our podcast is that we debate issues, but we have enough trust and rapport that they can have some of these tough conversations without worrying about someone arguing in bad faith. Um, and they were saying that they, they don't necessarily feel like they're rushing to hear white men talk about opposing points of view without feeling defensive, but Patrick actually manages to play the dreaded devil's advocate in the way it's intended to give perspective and move the debate forward. And that is interesting to me That's because I've thoughtful. never thought of devil's advocate in that way. I've always... Really? No, because... No wonder you're always no, no, like no, no, railing no, no. against the devil's advocate. I look at the devil's advocate. The devil's advocate is just to, like, to shine a light on the, re the inverse of a scenario. Right, but so that but, you can understand the whole picture. Yes, but in my no, experience, no. <laughs> the only time someone brings up devil's advocate is to actually be the bring devil. up. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know what? I'm not advocating anymore. I'm trying to I get an internship with the devil. <laughs> First of all, the devil's advocate does not exist in, in in some situations. The devil's advocate is like literally the devil. You know what I mean? It's like that cop killed that unarmed person, and they're like, "All right, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate." What if he deserved to die? <laughs> and you're like, no, there's no yeah. devil's no, advocate in the situation. About. Like, yeah. devil's advocate, in my experience, right. is always said right before someone says something really horrible that, in reality, they think. Because yeah, I like, see this is, but I think you're talking. You've been talking I'm, to the wrong people for too long. I'm just what I'm saying is, is that this was a perspective on devil's advocate that yeah. I had not had because I, it's one I've not experienced. I've never heard someone say devil's advocate 
on something like, you know, this play devil's advocate, like maybe mustard is good. Like it's <laughs> it's never something innocuous. It's always right. like a life or death situation. It's always in conversations about like oppression or like someone's rights. Like I don't hear people say devil's advocate for like I don't know, movies and TV shows, like things that don't really have high stakes is what I'm saying. Right. And so I don't even know that I would normally say that you're playing that devil's advocate. That makes so much sense. I've really learned something because I have used the phrase devil's advocate and gotten such awful responses from you before I've even said what I've had to say uh, that that makes, now I, I get know. it. You I assume the know. devil's advocate is like somebody like, you know, like waving a Confederate flag. It's like. I mean, it's the devil. <laughs> I mean, I know point. where the devil stands. <laughs> I'm really glad you told me that because I had no idea. Really? Yeah, because you, because your reaction to when I say devil's advocate, because to me, devil's advocate is just saying like, you know, I give hypotheticals a lot. So, I'm right. like, hypothetically speaking, if this had and happened, that, how I, would we feel the same and way? I engage would you with eat that? the puppy in this circumstance? Wait, can I continue reading this Twitter thread? Because uh, okay, I think okay. it, I think it will help us move this conversation forward. Are you playing devil's advocate? No, now? I'm really not. No, okay. I'm not. Okay. Um, I just like that the the thread ends by saying the reason that it works is because Patrick and Francesca aren't trying to defeat or destroy each other, even if he does interrupt her a bit more often. But that's a different issue that has been addressed. Lies. That is a <laughs> lie. These are lies. The debate happens to help them both figure out what they're talking about. And I, I agree with that. Sometimes we don't always agree, but we come to a place in the conversation where maybe we can see the other person's perspective mm -hmm. and it informs how we feel about that issue. And I do appreciate that. I think that that's like one of the cool things about our podcast. Me too. And thank you, Spider Spider Lady. What, what candy spider? <laughs> Maze. Much, much appreciated. <laughs> the candy arachnid. I thought that was very insightful commentary about our little show. All right. Well, this has been a good time. We've had some laughs. We ate some puppies. We uh, had a fairly serious conversation. We did. And, uh, and yeah, we had a Florida man that I lost. Um, Are you just going to recap the podcast? I'm going to. There was, the, <laughs> we, we talked about what it means to beat it up. Okay. Well, uh, yes, we did all of those things. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this week's episode of the pod, we would love to hear from you. You can tweet us with the hashtag last name basis or at the Twitter handle last name underscore basis, or you can tweet us individually, Cheskali. At tie optional. And let us know what you thought. And again, we are so thankful that people uh, suggested names for our lyrics corner, oh, which yeah. we now call Let's Get Lyrical. Let's Get Lyrical. So we want to hear from you if you guys have ideas for other corners. And you you can just make them up. Like you don't need to know what happens in the corner. Yeah. Just come up with a snappy title. Yes. And we are gonna be going through our Twitter mentions and we're gonna make some new corners with new corner theme songs. It's gonna be great. So get excited about that. You can also email us lnbpodcast at gmail.com. We wanna hear your dreams. We wanna hear your feedback on the podcast. 
And don't forget, I wrote a book. It's called Well That Escalated Quickly, Memoirs and Mistakes of an Accidental Activist. And it is out on May 22nd. I am so excited. And I am going on tour with some of my very favorite people all around the country. And Patrick, guess what? What? You've agreed to come with me on some of those dates, right? I will be there. I'll be there for the first three dates, New York, D.C., and Miami. I am so excited. So if you would like to come and meet Patrick and I and see some of my friends and get your book signed, you can go to my website, wtequbook.com, and check the events page for all of the book tour stops and to RSVP. I hope to see you there. Anything else, babe? I think that's it. Keep leaving us reviews on iTunes. Uh, they always help. And uh, and we will see you next week. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this was Last Name Basis from Brick Radio. Last Name Basis is hosted and produced by Francesca Ramsey and Patrick Congas. Our executive producer is Sasha Mathias. And our associate producer is Emily Bogosian. Our audio engineer is Onel Millette. And our videographer is Curtis Boone. And our show is recorded at Brick House in downtown Brooklyn. For more information, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio. No, I'm not judging anybody. I would, I would kick the shit out of a pinata.